Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Adam. And hey, welcome back to the show. So, at the time of this recording, uh, me and you have been working completely different work schedules now. Because I'm in a new position. And we don't get much time to record together anymore much. Like, this is our first recording together probably in like a few weeks. Compared to, you know, we could just record every other couple days if we wanted to. But, uh, so today we are going to listen to Dave Grohl's fictional band album that he just came out with that was included in the film Studio 666, which we did an episode on and I thought it was great. Uh, that fictional band is called Dream Widow. And it's not a rock and roll album like the Foo Fighters. It's it's a heavy metal album, which a lot of people were excited about, and I've heard a lot of people saying a great thing, a lot of great things about it. But there's eight tracks on here. One of the tracks is ten minutes long, and it's at the very end. So we're gonna see how we're doing on time, and if we possibly need to split it up. Hopefully we won't. But let's go ahead and get straight into it. And the first track is called Encino. I think this is just an intro. <laughs> I like some shit they have, right? Right. I don't know if any of the other members actually worked with Dave on this. He could have done it all himself. I need to do some research on that, but until I find out for sure, this may or may not have been the last thing that Taylor did with the band before his passing. This is just heavy, bro. Right? Is he saying, feed me rats? Apparently this is something Dave has been wanting to release ever since he was like a teenager. Right? Which we have not talked about yet. Alright, that was Encino. That was just an opening track. So now, track number two, this is one track I, I recently heard just a couple days ago. I got Tony really fucking into this track. But it's, it's, so it's really, really good. But track number two, this one's called Cold. <laughs> I remember him doing an interview 
saying <laughs> just listen Fucking riff. remember him doing an interview and someone asked him so are you guys always going to stick to the same genre or are y'all going to eventually change it up some more like Medicine and Midnight and Dave one of the first things Dave said was if we all really wanted to we could make a heavy metal album because we're more than capable of doing it I guess this is that album I guess this, this is another, after Studio 666 came out, this is a good opportunity to do that. Imagine like if this had the Foo Fighters name on it though. <laughs> right? That's like a song you could listen to in the gym. Like when that riff, that fucking riff comes in, that's just gonna pump you up. First time I heard this track, I thought, Tony, I know you're gonna love this track and you're you're gonna like you're gonna listen to this track a lot. 
Probably when you're in the gym, too. So I played that song, and that's exactly what he said, and that's exactly what happened. Oh yeah. Alright. That track was obviously fucking amazing. Probably one currently it's my favorite next to the one we're gonna hear at the end. Let's listen to March of the Insane, that's track number three. I think this is the only track released uh to even like remotely promote this this technically this is considered an EP. Like, it's not really considered an album. Like, if you didn't know about the album, and, or if you didn't know about the movie, like, and, and like, you just dropped like a single, you would think that that's, like, a completely new band. Yeah. That's the only way we would have known, because after we saw the movie, that's when I read the news that he was going to release an EP from this band name based from that, that, uh, that film. Most of this album I have not heard this. That was very, uh, black metal. Yeah. I really want to know, like, if he, if they recorded this all by himself or he actually had all the other members. Yeah. Listening to this album is like a blessing and a curse because, ironically, this album released the same day that Taylor Hawkins died on March 25th, which fucking, like, I guess, heartbroke me. Foo Fighters has been a big part of my life for a long ass time. He's been with the band since like 97. I think because he joined, I think like right after the Color and the Shape was released. So he didn't play drums on that on that album, but they had a falling out with their former drummer, and Hawkins got hired to replace to replace their former drummer, and he was the drummer that played when he was uh, when they were going on tour for that record. So he's been there for a long time. I was three, dude. Barely three.
I know they canceled their, the rest of their tour though that they were doing. And they went. They they all went back home to Los Angeles. Oh man. All right. Now let's move on to track number four. This is called the Sweet Abyss. So this one, this, this, and this, like the next four tracks, I haven't heard. So this is all new to me. But they did win those Grammy Awards though. The best rock album for Medicine at Midnight and the best rock track for Making a Fire. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they won too because if fucking Imagine Dragons or a band like that would have won, I would have been good. Oh, God. That is not Frosty. I like the soft vocals in the background. I even heard them. I even heard them say "falling into the sweet abyss." How did we come to this? Falling into the sweet abyss. All these tracks, I, I, I agree with what you said earlier. Like all these tracks have been like a decent length. This Encino, I can understand. It was a, it was an intro track. And the cold, much of the insane, and the sweet abyss. They've all been decent lengths. Wait till we get to the last track. Though. All right. I think we'll be good on time. Because we're, we're halfway through and we're only on 15 minutes. So I think we'll be fine. Speaking of Mudvayne, I think they're I think they're going on another tour. I think I, I remember reading something about that the other day. Oh, and Amira, while we're getting while we're finishing up this track, why don't you tell everyone what what we got planned for next month? 
Coolest lineups. We will not make it out alive. <laughs> Currents. Which I'm excited for. Die Artist Murder. Four cool ass fucking bands. All at one show. I'm. You have no idea how extremely excited I am to go to that fucking concert. And the tickets were so cheap. Probably the cheapest concert we've gone to out of the three that we've done over the last two years. Because tickets are like 25 bucks a piece. And I would much rather drive down to Austin than go back to Dallas. Because I will not. I do not want to go back there. All right. Now let's move on to, uh, this is track number five. Yeah, it should be one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's track number five. It's called Angel with Severed Wings. Interesting track name. That is going to be the ultimate concert episode. I will tell you that. Dave did some distortion with his voice. Because I guess he didn't want to sound exactly like himself. Just, you know, just to have everyone think, oh, it's just two fighters under a different skin. He could have just released this under his own name and it probably would have gotten the same reaction. This is definitely the softer of the other tracks that we've heard so far. It's good though, I like it. cool like if he had if they had gotten all the all the members to record with him yeah, 
I don't know, because both have stuff that I want in an album. This has the heavy, but Foo Fighters has that classic feel, you know? Classic feel and the vocal. I really need to find out like what the, the background of this because there's not much on it. They barely even promoted it. They really kind of didn't even promote it. Dave just said, hey. He just randomly put out a post that said, hey. Uh, I'm releasing, an, I'm going to be releasing an EP. The Dream Widow EP from the film. Like sometime in the next few weeks or whatever. And that was it. They released March of the Insane as a as the one and only single. And then the album came out the same day Taylor died, and that was it. It's like after that event when they find a new, a new record, a new record label, like, hey guys, here's the new album. It's all kind of mediocre. Yeah. Speaking of that, Era's guitarist left the band. Sean. After 10 years with the band, he, he ended up leaving. They left. He left on good terms. Okay, but I guess he wanted to do he wanted to do something else. Well, I have Jesse. Oh yeah. Jesse's up. Jesse's up. Uh, I'm not sure who they would get to play rhythm guitar. That's a good question. All right. Now we're moving on track. Oh, crap. I just realized Becoming is like seven and a half minutes. Shit. Oh, well. Track number six. Come all ye unfaithful. Interesting opening. We're 22 minutes. I, th I still think we'll be okay. This is like a five and a half minute track, though. Poor Dave, man. Because, like, dude, someone made, like, a heartbreaking post that said, uh, I, I, I can't imagine being in Dave's shoes right now for because of, uh, after being in a extremely popular band only to lose your singer, and then you have to pick up the pieces from yourself and reform another band, and only to become the singer of that band and then lose your drummer. Like, shit, man. That's like some really unfortunate irony. And now he's a singer of this band and he lost his drummer.
report and saying that this heart was like twice as large as what it should normally be. Yeah. So sad, man. That really crushed me. The last track they performed at that show, the night, the, the, I guess the night before he died, uh, the last song they played was Everlong. I do want to do a tribute episode to Taylor though. I just got to figure out what that's going to be. Out of all the members, apparently him and Dave were, were the closest. Dave was the closest to Taylor just because, you know, Taylor was a drummer. And Dave's a drummer, like... Dave, like, if Dave... I remember he was doing interviews. Like, Dave, like, if he could play any of the instruments, like, he's a singer, he's a guitarist, he's a drummer, like, which one do you most identify with? And he's like, well, guitar was my first, was my very first instrument I learned how to play. But drumming... When I play on the drums, I don't have to think about it. I just do it. So there's like a little synergy there where, you know, guitar you have to you have to really pay attention to what you're what you're doing. So whereas you're drumming, when you start playing, it's like he's in another world, and whatever he's trying to go along with, he just he just does it like he it's just instinct. He doesn't have to think about what he has to do. He just does it. So he said yes. So Def will be a drummer. If I see a drum set, I'm going to play on it. <laughs> Literally. like all that extra time left. Oh, I guess that was it. Just a long fade out. Alright. Now, we are moving on to track number seven. This one's called Becoming. This is a seven minute track. Oh, I know this is going to be a good one now. <laughs> I heard those opening notes. Dude, you know it. You know there's a heavy song when you hear those notes playing.
you got. Whispering too. Where are we going with this? It's like a demon talking. It took almost two minutes for the song to get started. So what I was thinking about doing was, uh, Obviously, I won't do it unless you're okay with it, but when we do that trivia episode to Taylor, um, I'll probably see if Tony wants to come back on, because I know, I, I told him that we were going to do, we were going to do one, and then when I, when I suggested what I think we should do was, uh, he, he said he, he was, he was on board with that, um, I know we already did it already, but I, I kind of want to re-listen to that Greatest Hits album. Just because, like, uh, I can't really... We, I don't think we should really pick one album from Taylor's era because, like, they're all different from each other. Yeah, what if you get, like, a little variety of all the albums? Yeah, pretty much. And then, and then we'll throw in some bonus tracks that weren't with our original album when we did that. Something tells me that it's day it's it's Dave that's doing all of it. But I don't know, because of the fact that it was released the same day Taylor died. That's really coincidental.
I know, right? That's just unfair. <laughs> Got about another two minutes. This was the album that never got finished in the movie. And just like just like in the film, it was finished. Also, have you given some more thought on that uh, on that Rise Against album? It's gonna have to be done in like probably three separate parts because there's like 26 tracks and they're all like the tracks are all either unreleased tracks covers which apparently is supposed to be one of the best things about the album is that all the covers are really great and b-sides and they're all supposedly lesser known tracks from some of their previous records and or you know unreleased of b-sides and covers all right that was becoming Here's the big one. So we will have time to finish it. And I have no idea if I'm going to say this right, but the track is called Lacrimus de Ibrus. Which I actually translated that. It's Latin. And it actually means the drunkard weep for the god. That's what it translates to. So let's get into it. It takes me to start off, so I'm gonna fast forward just 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 a teeny bit. And this track we briefly heard in the movie. Now this one's probably gonna be like on the same level as Cold was. Even though there's no lyrics to it. might say this is the highlight of this album. 
always be one of my saddest regrets is the fact that since I was born so late in Savage's career that I'll never get to see them play. Cause dude, the only the only uh the only time I could have been able to see them, and even then it probably wouldn't have happened was when 13 came out because the last album that the, that the band uh, released was was um, Cross Purposes came out like two or three days after I was born, and that was when Tony Martin was still with the band. And then Forbidden, I was only one, and they didn't have another album until 13 came out, and I was like 19. And even then, they only toured in Birmingham. So it's kind of a hugely missed opportunity. This is when they, uh, this is from the from that weird basement place when he turned on the tape. He was like, I'm, when you, we're trying to find our sound for the next album, when we heard this shit. When me and Tony went to go see this movie, and we heard that we heard that solo in the in the in the cellar area, when he when he heard that he was just like he was fucking getting into it. Three and a half minutes in. Well, if Dave had been wanting to do this since his teenage years, I know Sabbath was was another big inspiration for him growing up. Apparently, he was a, he was a Sabbath fan. I mean, shit, come on, who's on Sabbath? Right. Metal pretty much wouldn't have existed had not had it not been for Sabbath. And that's funny because like I only didn't even consider them heavy metal for the longest time. You considered them just heavy rock. Yeah, and then everybody was like, everybody was like, no, you're heavy metal. What the fuck is heavy metal? Heavy metal is heavier than rock. <laughs> Dude, it's changed tempos like three times already. <laughs> this is that shit. <laughs> We're halfway through. Dude, I'd want to listen to this on that road trip to Austin.
If this had been Taylor's last release before he died, this track alone would have would have made it fucking like the best track to go out on. Because it's literally the longest track, it's like ten and a half minutes of just straight music, and that's it. Everybody calm down, you need to get your heart rate down. After what we after what we just did. Tempos has that been? Like five? Wow, dude. Just it out. It's like, alright, the first seven tracks, we had vocals. 
Not including Encino. And look, I switched back. That was Dream Widow, an EP that Dave had been wanting to release since he was a teenager, apparently. And by the way, we're just at 45 minutes. We have like 15 minutes left. So that was a hell of an experience. We haven't listened to a lot of albums yet this year because we're barely in April and not much has come out yet. That right there was something special. <laughs> it's unfortunate. The day that it came out, the day that Taylor passed, and it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like, I don't know if Dave's going to be able to ever listen to this thing because of the day that, that it came out. But, um, do you have a favorite track from the from the eight that we heard? I thought Becoming was a really good track, too. All the tracks were good. Yeah. But when I heard Cole for the first time, I was like, holy shit. That song is something special. See, I definitely, for me, definitely Cold, Becoming, and the last track. Because <laughs> I know I'm definitely saying that wrong. I don't want to do it again. But that album was great took us about 45 minutes to do it but uh it was really enjoyable it's unfortunate the day it came out but uh rest in peace taylor we are going to do a tribute episode to taylor um we're going to re-listen to their greatest hits album we're going to do it again i know we've already done it before but in light of this i feel like i feel like this is something we need to do now and then we'll throw in some more bonus tracks in there just to kind of I guess mix it up a little bit more compared to the first time. So probably after the greatest hits, we'll probably, for the bonus tracks, maybe we'll pick out some random tracks from their later albums, because greatest hits was only up until 2009. So literally from 2011 all the way up until Medicine at Midnight, there's like a whole bunch of extra tracks. So... Yeah, that'll, that'll, that's definitely something we're going to do this season. Because we're in season 11 now, so uh, it's going to be something. But keep an eye out for that. But anyway, um, that's going to go ahead and do it for today. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed this episode of Dream Widow. We thought it was fucking awesome. And we will see you all in the next episode.